Welcome to episode 4 of Worship at Home for Pam Sunday, Sunday the 5th of April 2020. My name's Jim Teasdale and I'm the minister at Eastwood Parish Church along with my colleague Nigel Jacania. We want to offer you this short act of worship today. So to begin, let's come before God in prayer. Let us pray. Hallelujah, hallelujah, rejoice the Lord is here. We greet you Lord for it is you that we come to worship this day. You alone, for you are King. Hosanna, Hosanna. It is our privilege and pleasure to lay our lives before you and proclaim faithfulness to the kingdom you seek for the world. Though we try hard, we recognise that we are not perfect and we make many mistakes, some small, some large. Sometimes we deny you, sometimes we withhold love, sometimes we reduce others to tears, sometimes we cause hurt. Yet, Father, forgiveness is your promise to us. Though we remain undeserving this day, we thank you for the assurance of mercy which you extend to us. May we respond with a new willingness to live faithfully in this world, working for the good of all. For all this we pray through our Lord and Saviour Jesus Christ, who taught us when we pray together to say, Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our sins as we forgive those that sin against us. Save us from the time of trial and deliver us from evil. For the kingdom, the power and the glory are yours now and forever. Amen. Our reading today comes from the Gospel of Matthew, Matthew chapter 21, reading from verses 1 to 11, and it's taken from the Good News Bible. The triumphant entry into Jerusalem. As Jesus and his disciples approached Jerusalem, they came to Bethpage at the Mount of Olives. There Jesus sent two of the disciples on ahead with these instructions. Go to the village there ahead of you, and at once you will find a donkey tied up with her colt beside her. Untie them and bring them to me. And if anyone says anything, tell him the master needs them, and then he will let them go at once. This happened in order to make come true what the prophet had said. Tell the city of Zion, look, your king is coming to you. He is humble and rides on a donkey, and on a colt, the foal of a donkey. So the disciples went and did what Jesus had told them to do. They brought the donkey and the colt, threw their cloaks over them, and Jesus got on. A large crowd of people spread their cloaks on the road, while others cut branches from the trees and spread them on the road. The crowds walking in front of Jesus and those walking behind began to shout, Praise to David's son. God bless him who comes in the name of the Lord. Praise be to God. When Jesus entered Jerusalem, the whole city was thrown into an uproar. Who is he? the people asked. This is the prophet Jesus from Nazareth in Galilee, the crowds answered. Good morning, church. Today's sermon is entitled, Here Comes Your King. Today is Palm Sunday and Christians all over the world are reading the story of Jesus' triumphal entry into Jerusalem. He's riding on a donkey. Palm branches are being thrown on the road before him. 
I must stress, people are shouting, Hosanna to the son of David. Let me also stress that today, Jesus is entering the most troubled place in the world. It is a place of struggle, conflict, and confrontation. It has a history of killing prophets, fighting wars, and living in violence. It is a place in turmoil. The most troubled place in the world is not, however, a geographical location. The human heart is the most troubled place in our world. It was during Jesus' time. It is still now. Look at the history of the world. Look at today's world, which is at standstill because of the coronavirus. All around us, symptoms of the turmoil that fills the heart of humanity. It is not only around us. We have fear in our hearts. We try to imagine what tomorrow will bring and how things will look like. It's in the fear and uncertainty of our future, the loss of financial security, a broken economy, the diseases that interrupt life's plans. Each of us could name and describe our personal turmoil. Every year, the Sunday before Easter, Christians read the same old story. This year, why don't we look at two things? To begin with, the crowd in Jerusalem. And secondly, Jesus, who is the king. Now let me capture the setting which will help us to understand what happened as Jesus enters Jerusalem. On Friday evening, Jesus has arrived in Bethany at the home of Mary, Martha, and Lazarus. We know from John chapter 12 that on Saturday, a dinner in honor of Jesus was held at their home. And this was when Mary anointed Jesus' feet with oil. Then on Sunday morning, Jesus and his disciples made their way to Jerusalem. They left Bethany, and on the way, they passed by the village of Bethphage. Jesus told two of his disciples, Look, I want you to go into that little village, and you're going to find a donkey there. In fact, you're going to find a donkey and a colt. Now, I want you to bring them back to me. And if someone stops you, tell them, the master named them. And they will let it go immediately. And so the disciples do as he says, and they bring back this donkey and the colt. The Bible says this happened in order to fulfill what the prophets had said. Tell the city of Zion, look, your king is coming to you. He is humble and rides on a donkey and on a colt, the fowl of a donkey. Having heard what had just happened, the people of Jerusalem gathered, and as their enthusiasm began to build, the people started throwing their garments before Jesus and breaking branches off trees and waving them and throwing them before Jesus. They are treating him like a triumphant conquering king. They are calling out to him messianic phrases like, Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Blessed is the, the one that God has sent to us. And Hosanna, you who are the son of David. I like the good news translation. It says the whole city was thrown into an uproar. That doesn't mean that they were all excited as well. It means that they were wondering 
what in the world this commotion going on? And in verse 10, we learn that, in fact, the big question that they were asking was, who is this guy coming into town that all this fuss is about? The crowd respond to the people who are asking the question by saying, this is the prophet Jesus from Nazareth of Galilee. Friends, this is the setting for the story that we see in Matthew 21, verse 1 to 11. Now, in case we miss the focus, Jesus' ministry is drawing to a close. And Jesus is no longer wanting to remain a secret. He is doing everything in the open. He is now carrying out all he claims in the open. He is drawing attention to his person and his work. Do you know why? Because he wants it to be widely known. He wants his actions to be widely known. And he wants the events of the next few days to be widely known by everyone. J.C. Ryle says it this way. Before the great sacrifice for the sin of the world was offered up, it was right that every eye should be fixed on the victim. Jesus is focusing our eyes on his person and on his work. Friends, this passage also reminds us that we always live under the gaze of the Lord Jesus Christ. This is really extraordinary. Jesus is saying to the disciples, you go into such and such a village and there will be a donkey and a colt waiting for you. Now you just take them and bring them back to me. Oh, by the way, if anyone asks you, you tell them that I need them. This is really remarkable, isn't it? Jesus knowing this, how does he know this? Well, he's the son of God. He is the savior of sinners. Here is another challenge from this passage. Do we realize that his eyes are on us just like his eyes were on the disciples? If he knows even the position of domestic animals, we can be sure that he knows our hearts. Do we see our lives in light of this kind of knowledge? Do we live our lives in light of this kind of knowledge of Christ in 2020? when we are locked down, when we can't walk around freely. Friends, our Lord is omniscient. He knows everything. And so we must live that way. We can still celebrate the coming of this King into our situations. Friends, Scripture proves His claims and reveals His person and work. By riding into Jerusalem on this coat, Jesus is fulfilling Zechariah 9 verse 9 which says, Rejoice, rejoice people of Zion. Shout for joy, you people of Jerusalem. Look, your king is coming to you. He comes triumphantly and victorious, but humble and riding on a donkey, on a colt, the fowl of a donkey. He does not come as a conquering tyrant. He comes as the people's king. He comes to them. He comes for them, for their benefit. Even the picture of him riding on the donkey stresses this. Do we see this today? Jesus, even as he fulfills these passages, is saying to Jerusalem and to us, I'm not the kind of king that you want me to make out of me. I'm the kind of king that I am. You need to stand up 
take note and heed the word of God. I want to close with this point. How do we respond to this triumphal entry? Are we going to praise him? Or are we going to ask who he is? The crowds were very positive about Christ. They were excited, but they were superficial in their knowledge of him and in their support of him. How do we know that? When they are asked who he is, what is the answer? He is the prophet from Nazareth. Well, is that all? Is he a mere prophet and that's it? It is important, friends, for us to understand that it is not enough just to think positively about Jesus. We need to embrace him as the son of God and a savior of sinners. We must embrace him and is our Savior and trust Him in Him alone for our salvation. Trust Him in Him alone for everything that we need. Friends, the King is here. From riches to rags, He comes and we can cry together and announce, Jesus is coming to save us. Jesus is here to save us. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Let us once more come before God in prayer. Let us pray. Lord of life, we owe you a great deal, a debt that cannot be repaid in full. Yet you call us to live faithfully and be abundant in the good we offer this world and its people. Receive from us today all that we are and use us for the good of your world. Father God, the children of Israel sang praises and welcomed Jesus. They spread before him palms and cloaks and rejoiced at his coming. With similar emotion we come before him this day. We come with a deep sense of thanksgiving. All that is made available to us we seek not to take for granted, but to recognise all of it as your gift to us. While we offer thanks, we recognise that too many in our world have less access to the good things of life than we do. For today we call upon your Spirit to lead us towards deeds of goodness and justice, that the poor may be lifted by our work, that the sick and the needy may be healed by the comfort and support we offer, that the grieving are led to see the opportunities that are still awaiting as we offer them support and gentle encouragement, that the voiceless are given a voice by our readiness to advocate for them, that those who are oppressed are set free by our campaigning for a fairer world. Hear us. As we stay silent a while, bringing to mind our family and friends. Those we name before you are precious to us, and our concern for them is large. Yet your concern for all your children is even vaster. We thank you for that unconditional love. We are loved, all are loved, and we see that love in the life, death and resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ. And may the blessing of God Almighty, Father, Son and Spirit, be with you and all who you love this Palm Sunday and forevermore. Amen. <laughs>